Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. Kenton, it, it is uh, so, it feels so good to see Stephen Colbert, and I'm sure the other talk show hosts have been, haven't been watching much late night other than Colbert, but it's great to see them back in front of a live audience again, don't you think? Yeah, Conan said goodbye to his cardboard cutouts, I saw. and you do had a fond farewell to the cardboard yeah um and it is yeah it is it's 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 weird it feels weird i knew it was gonna feel weird watching sporting events we were you and i were just talking we're not we're not massive sports fans but i noticed um and for something like euro cup they go from city to city so first they're in munich and, and everybody's spaced out quite well then they go to denmark and the stands are packed solid then they go to some other place and it's like it's and the masks are all on. Then they go to another place, the masks are off. And you're just like, what is happening? It, you know, there's still, and even in, in even within our province, there, there's still questions that need to be answered. And I think just seeing all of this just leads to more confusion. So well, it, it's good. It's yes, yes, it's good to see crowds. It's weird. But what the hell does it all mean? What it How do you feel that, about it? What it means is that we're getting back to normal. I think that's that's what I'm taking from it. Uh, and last night, Colbert said it's weird how quickly this feels normal again. Like he said, like it's, they've only done like four shows in front of the, the audience, but it all came back. It all feels like it's it's just been, you know, he just went on a break and now he's finally back. And, and um so I and, and yeah, with the sporting events, with the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on, of course, and we would have like here in Winnipeg when our team was in the playoffs, we had 500 healthcare workers in our arena. Yet in Quebec, they had 2,500 people. Anybody, anybody could go in there. 2,500 people. So the rules are different everywhere. It's a little weird, but it, it does feel good to see crowds again. I mean, it's not happening here where we are, but we will get there eventually. Yeah, you know, I, I'm reminded of the immortal words of Soul Asylum. I tried to do the right thing, play it straight. The right thing changes from state to state. <laughs> there you go. Soul Asylum. Run Soul, away, train, Soul Asylum. coming back. Run away, I, believe, I, know. I don't remember the words. I believe the song I quoted is Without a Trace. Oh, okay. Famous because Winona Ryder was in the video. Right. That's right. You so you can, choose you can watch that time. video. Um, and, and it also contains the, the one of the worst rhymes uh, in music history, um, s- sitting in the sun, a popsicle, everything is possible. <laughs> oh, no, Awful. a crime against rhyme. <laughs> it's terrible. That's horrible. Come on, Soul Asylum. That's horrible. That's a terrible uh, line. <laughs> All right. So today we are going on the podcast. We're going to talk about Loki. This is actually going to be kind of our season finale, if you will, for meeting nerds. We're going to take a break after this over the summer, relax. Um, We'll talk more about that at the end of the show. But for today, what we're going to do, we've only had a couple episodes of Loki drop so far. This is, the, of course, the newest um, MCU streaming show coming on Disney+. Plus. We're going to talk about our early thoughts on Loki, uh, as well as, of course, give some recommendations, as we always do. But first, let's get into the nerd news. Nerd news. I saw this in the news. And I just had to, I knew I had to flag this for the, for the podcast. David Bowie painting bought for $5 expected to fetch thousands. Now this is something that happened in Ontario. I don't remember which city um, it was purchased from a, it was purchased at the entrance to an Ontario landfill for $5, right? Did you hear about this? I did. So what happened here? So the person bought, bought the painting and it's a nice, it's good. I like it. The person apparently just liked it and then found out that if when they turned over the back, it was signed by David Bowie. His, his autograph is actually right. on the back of the painting. And then it was since, uh, I think, uh, one of the auction houses, if what I read was correctly uh, verified that it was David Bowie's signature. So it's a, it's a David Bowie painting that he himself um, created. Yeah. And, and and what's my question is how did it get to the landfill in Ontario? Is my I guess somebody obviously had it, didn't know the value, and threw it out. Right? That's clearly what happened here. But imagine being that's, that person that found it. That's one of the weird things because I know with paintings, it's important to know where it came from, how it got someplace. And I think for an auction house to verify it, there needs to be some indication of that. Though I'm unaware of what you know how much research they did. But uh, you know, if you once you verify the autograph and you uh, and uh, somebody I assume knows 
Um, and maybe he himself took a photo of it or, or was known to have painted that painting. Um, and then, um, and then off to market, it goes, does it say, does it say how much, uh, they, it's expected to fetch? Yeah. Are they going to, are they going to auction it? Yeah. It's, it's at the, uh, Cowley Abbott auction house. Um, the last bid was at 38,000, uh, for, which uh, to me seems like a pretty good deal for a David Bowie painting. I don't know. I yeah. mean, I know he's not a famous painter, but he's a very famous musician and very talented, uh, um, singer. So it's, it's a pretty big deal. His, uh, his work always you know, transcended whatever medium it was. He was considered like a great artist, yes, mostly for music, but for also all kinds of stuff. He was also, I saw this great documentary about him and he was into like painting and he was into mime. Doing mimery is where he started. Mimery, is that what it's really? called? Miming? Miming, yeah. I guess. He was apparently a great mime and oh, maybe there's even some evidence, some evidence of that in his uh, videos probably. But uh um, yeah, so he was, you know, he's sort of your all around Renaissance man, I think. So to have a painting by him would be, I think, I mean, I, I, I kind of would want to keep it if it was me. If I found that and I oh. saw that, I mean, I know it's nice to have the money, right? But obviously, you kind of want to like, wow, I would like to have that. Like a David Bowie. If I needed the money, I'd sell it. Yeah. But I, <laughs> if mean, I really needed it. You don't need the money. So you would keep it right now. If you were to get that right now, you would just keep it, right? Why? Well, I'm pretty close to retirement there, Dan. So. <laughs> If, if that's the, if that was the deciding factor, you never know. But I, but in my heart of hearts, I would want to keep that thing. I, I, I would find it very hard to part with that. I, I, I had a guy offer me um, hundreds of dollars for my queen, my ticket stub to see queen in Minneapolis in 1982. I posted wow. it online and he's like, I'll give you, I can't remember $500 for that ticket stub. And I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. That's the only time I, w I saw a queen with Freddie Mercury. I'd never be able to see him again. And then the guy went, all right, $700. And I said, yeah. And I said, no, I can't, I just can't do it. I have this, is, this ticket stub means too much to me. And then he tried one more time and said $900 for that ticket stub. And I said, no, I, I'm sorry, I can't do it. But I said, I'm happy to say, like, I'll send you a scan of it. I'll send, How about I'll you send... just call, call, call him up and tell him about the concert? Well, he, <laughs> what was well, it like? Apparently this guy, and this was a guy in Europe. And I think this guy uh, has lots of ticket stubs of what is like probably trying to get every ticket stub of every queen performance ever. Uh, okay. Uh, and it's one of those, like a completist, and it just driving them nuts trying to get all of them. So my, like, as a collector, my heart goes out to the, to him. But at the same time, like that, you know, that memory, that ticket stub is the only memory I have. My concert shirt has long since been ripped and thrown out. <laughs> like there's not, I have not, oh, I got a couple of terrible snapshots that I took with a bad camera in 1982. But like really the, the best keepsake I have is that ticket stub. Yeah. That's so a that's I, a really specific collection, and I don't yeah. uh, envy the guy. And it really, I mean, it's just kind of his own fault for for setting that up for himself in the first place. Like, I don't know. I I keep concert ticket stubs for concerts I go to. Other than that, they have yeah. no meaning to me, right? I'm not going to collect somebody else's concert ticket stubs. So that seems like a weird kind of thing to collect. But whatever. Hey, to, to but their own, right? If the artist is dead, there's only a finite number, right? Like, like, exactly. like, exactly. Like you're Nirvana. Not, there's there's not going to be yeah. new ones coming out, yeah. Right. You can only go see Queen with what's his face now. Um, I don't remember his name. Uh, yeah, that guy, American, American Idol, Idol guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's yeah, why can't you think of his name? Queen. Ridiculous. It's um, I don't remember. Anyway, speaking of dead celebrities, we had a few more dead celebrities this week. Unfortunately, uh, Ned Beatty passed away. Um, yeah. What would you say his best known? I I know him from the Superman films. That's that's when I was introduced to Ned Beatty. Um, didn't really know much about him other than that when I was a kid. Was that was that what it was for you as well, Superman? Uh, Superman for sure. Deliverance. Oh, Deliverance, uh, yes. The most I didn't see famous... that when I was a kid. <laughs> no, nobody did when they were kids, I hope. Um, and <laughs> his scene is particularly nightmarish in that film. But, uh, you know, once you see it, you can't forget it. Mm -hmm. And um, he was also in the Cannonball Run with uh, Burt Reynolds. He's no, one of Burt Reynolds. I thought that was, was Dom DeLuise. I thought he. I thought Ned Beatty was in it too. Am was I he? wrong? Okay, maybe Dom DeLuise is also in those Cannonball Run movies, is he not? I believe so, but let's see. I believe. Hang on. Let's just. Oh, he was in Network, of course. Oh, as that's well. a great one. That's I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Hang on. I'm going to go down as ten thousand films here. 
to about 1980. Uh, let's just get a I don't, I don't handle think on I think this. you're wrong. I don't think you're right here. I don't see him. Well, let's see. Well, let's see. I might have misremembered it, and which sometimes happens. So starting with up. Superman. Uh, Superman. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna see Superman two, The Incredible Shrinking Woman, which I saw in the theater too. Uh, the toy with a uh, Richard. Oh Byer. yes. Yeah. Stroker Ace. That's what I'm mixing it up with. I'll bet Stroker Ace. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, which, which basically was the Cannonball Run with a different name. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's just see what else we have here. Alfred yeah, Can- Hitchcock presents. He's not in Cannonball Run. Cannonball Run was in 1981. So you've already passed it. Um, yeah. So, so it was Stroker Ace that I was uh, yeah. thinking of for sure. Because you look at the movie poster and you're like, oh shit, it's Cannonball Run. It's basically. Well, I mean, it's easy to same, mix those up. Yeah. It's the same movie, but let's just see if there's anything. Um, honestly, recent. I was quite surprised to hear that he had passed away. I, it's one of those cases where I had assumed he had passed away years ago. Like, I didn't realize, I guess, how young he was when he was in those movies in the 80s. And, and therefore, yeah. of course, lived, lived a nice long life um, because he hasn't really been around since then. He has not been in the spotlight since the 80s, I don't think. Right? What's the last movie he did on there? Well, there's so. I mean, this guy. One, uh, my friend texted me and said Ned Beatty died, and I texted him back and I said he was in every movie we saw when we were kids. And actually, as you're as you're going through here, it's like, oh my god, he was in every movie. Okay, so let's see. Most recently, well, there's stuff that I like I've never heard. Like of he was the voice recently. of he was the voice of Lotso, Lotso Huggin Bear in Toy Story yeah. Three. Right, that was the main villain in that one. So that was the last yeah. time I remember him being in something. He was in, um, like, there's all, like, once again, like, CSI, um, <laughs> law, right. like, Law and Order, and, like, you, you're sort of going through the list here, and it's it's all of that stuff, like, um, like, <laughs> Homicide, Life on the Street, the movie, um, let's just see, uh, oh, it's just, once again, it's just, it's just uh, show after show after show here, oh, he was in Roseanne. Um, just like, I don't know if he was in more than one episode. Oh, six episodes. Mm-hmm. So there you go. He's like, Hey, look, I'm, I'm flipping through it. And there's like, we could concentrate on any one of a hundred of those movies. <laughs> so, there's so many. So, uh, yeah. Ned yeah, Beatty, he, he unreal. yeah, he will be missed. The other one this week that happened was, um, I his real name. I just know him as Herb from, uh, WKRP, but, uh, Frank Bonner is his name. And he played, uh, the salesman Herb Tarlick. Uh, on uh, WKRP in Cincinnati in the late seventies, early eighties. And again, this is a very similar, like he, he, not as prolific as Ned Beatty, obviously, um, but uh, known for that one role and didn't really do much else uh, other than that. Oh, no, it says he had roles in several sitcoms. He was in Simon and Simon, who's the boss and saved by the bell, the new class. And then he also did some, (laughs) he did some night court as well. Interesting. So anyway, not as not as huge as uh, as Ned Beatty, but still uh, a great show. I was watching. I was going through some old uh, sitcom theme songs, and that WKRP theme song came up in a playlist. And I just love that that theme song. It's such a great uh, show. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me, I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. WKRP. There used to be a comedian who came to rumors whose name escapes me who would who would start his set by singing the opening line to WKRP and then the audience would sing the rest of the song. <laughs> it was so well known. Now I don't think it would work. <laughs> I, think, no, I don't well, think people would surprised. know it enough. I think know. if it was an older crowd, they would. I yeah. think anybody who saw that show on in the, when it was on the air will remember that uh, that that. Um, song but i don't think any of the new generation will of course because they don't know his character from wkrp is mentioned a lot in pop culture it is and it's really a great um and i use a lot of radio related clips of various things for my classes because i teach radio so i'm trying to engage the class and get them interested and help them hope hopefully they pay attention so i flash a, a funny clip of something every once in a while and usually it's uh it is often a wkrp uh clip something not always from herb it's usually johnny fever but i always loved uh, herb as well and this is kind of making me want to yeah, oh, yeah. revisit that show i haven't seen it in so long i kind of want to watch a couple episodes and uh and take myself back to that time one of my only key takeaways from wonder woman 1984 was like 
I would I would rather be watching actual programming from 1984 than some <laughs> current thing pretending to be from 1984. <laughs> you know, like they get it all wrong. And the uh, that's why people uh, why uh, my grandparents hated films set in the 50s. They couldn't take it. <laughs> really, like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're just like, oh, okay, fine. Like basically uh, condensing an entire decade down to a couple of. Uh, pop culture items you know that's funny yeah anyway all right that's gonna do for the nerd news uh let's take a quick break when we come back we're gonna talk about loki on the media nerds podcast i know what this place is the timekeepers have built quite the circus and I see the clowns are playing their parts to perfection. Big metaphor guy. I love it. Makes you sound super smart. I am smart. I know. Okay. Okay. We've only had two episodes of Loki so far. Uh, this is, it's an interesting idea because but basically what they've done is they've taken Loki. This is coming right out of uh, um, Avengers Endgame during the time heist, you know, this during the scene where they're like, you know, trying to get all the stones back and they're in New York in 2012 and it's after the attack from the um, aliens and, and they're cleaning everything up and then uh, <laughs> then chaos happens and Loki manages to grab, grab the Tesseract and disappear, right? That's what we see in the movie. And then, then they're on to the next thing in the movie and we don't know what happens to Loki because we're meant to find out in this show so so what happens is um he makes himself disappear he ends up in a desert the gobi desert i think it was i don't remember and the same desert as close encounters of the third kind by the way right that's right where is that ship anywhere there's a boat that that was left there oh (laughs) is it the boat or is it the opening scene with the planes uh i think it's the boat i don't know i'm pretty sure it was the boat the boat right um, but right, yeah, then, the, then right. the planes were after that. The planes were in the U.S. somewhere. Uh, anyway, so the, so um, he jumped the desert. He's talking to some locals there, and immediately he's arrested <laughs> for violating time laws or something like that. The uh, Time Variance Authority is the name of the organization here, and basically they're time police. And this is kind of the premise of the show: is that he's being recruited to help the time police. Um, Long story short, he's there. He's going to help them catch himself, basically, is the premise, right? And I know how much right. you love time and, travel uh, stories. Well, I, hey, well, I'll tell you what I do love, and that's I love Owen Wilson. <laughs> I know. I know you <laughs> okay, do. I love Owen Wilson, and I love the production design, which reminds me very much of Terry Gilliam's movie Brazil. Yeah, it does. You're right. I, I felt that as well. The Vogons in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I don't know if you remember, they have like this kind of bureaucrat- bureaucratic paperwork, fill it out in triplicate, blah, blah, blah. That's what this is, right? It's, it looks like a 50s um, office building for the government or something like that. That's what we're in. And it's really cool. I really do like that aesthetic. I think it's really fun. And hey, Owen Wilson. I, yeah, he's funny. He's he's Dignan. He's Dignan once again <laughs> from Bottle Rocket. My fa- one of my favorite characters, yeah, Dignan. Yeah. He comes up a lot in my in, in my discussions with people. But uh, yeah, he's kind of channeling that that energy. We have to remember this is the Loki from like this is Loki. It's a different character than the one we had in the, the later movies, like in Thor Ragnarok and in in. Um... Uh, Infinity War, I guess he dies at the beginning of it, but um, this is the Loki, he's still evil pretty much at this point like in, in the end of, you know, the Avengers he was captured and taken away and that's kind of where we have him right now, so he's like not the good guy, and it's kind of a tricky character to begin with because you never really know if he's good or bad, and I guess that's kind of the idea right, and he's always done, Tom Hiddleston has always done a good job of that with that character, like he's just so good as Loki, we just want more of it right? There, you know, I'm sort of, at this point in the show, we haven't seen enough of it to really know um, where it's going, but at this point, I'm I'm slightly torn between like I I do like seeing that character again. I do like Owen Wilson. I do like the uh, production design, but so far it's been a little slow going in terms of plot. Like it's it's okay, but but when it comes to Loki, I, I mean the fun of seeing him, you know, sitting at a desk pushing pa- papers. Uh, wears off pretty quick, like where, where you kind of want him. And so we finally got, we got around to doing some stuff in episode two, but I'm looking forward to sort of, um, to, to really see where, where they're going to take it because uh, I don't know. I, 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 hey, I, I, I like it. I like the show, 
But at this point, like all of the other Captain or all, all of the other rather uh, Marvel shows so far on Disney Plus have all sort of started strong and, and kind of run out of steam. <laughs> okay. So I'm sort of like, okay, maybe this one is starting a little slower, but is going to pick up steam as it goes along. That's what, that's what my hope is for this show. I don't know how I feel about the whole time authority, like the, the time keep, what are they called? The timekeepers, these like overarching, like, you know, omnipotent beings that like, this is, eh, I don't know about that. So that that's a little bit of a question mark. And I feel like we're going to get into that. I hope we get into that more and find out what this is exactly um, for these time masks, how they're called, because that seems like a, so this is like, these guys are like, they're, it's okay. The flow of time is fine, but yet it's okay for Thanos to come in and snap away everybody. Like this is, this is where I, you know, the time travel issue comes in. It's okay for certain things to happen, but not okay for other things to happen. So we learn that it's okay for that time heist, what the Avengers did in Endgame and Infinity War, or Endgame rather, uh, was okay with the Time Variance Authority. That was supposed to happen, yet Loki couldn't just grab that, um, you know, get, grab the Tesseract and, and vanish. That was, a, and then he becomes a variant, by the way, and he has to wear a jacket that says variant, which I love. I think that's going to be the, the hot cosplay at the ne- at the cons uh, next year when we start going to cons again. We're going to see a lot of Loki in that because it's easy, right? You just all you need is a good jacket with a put variant on the back, and you're you're good to go. So um, so he is a he is a variant, meaning that he doesn't really have a place in the world anymore. They probably used one of their bombs, right? That that just like magically reset everything. That's a convenient little device there. So <laughs> they could just kind of pretty put, convenient. Like, okay, we're going to reset the timeline. Here we go. And it just kind of disintegrates everything that happens. So that's pretty scary. The thing that's funny, but at the same time, kind of disheartening is they open the drawer and there's, they've got a bunch of infinity stones there. And so uh, Owen and Owen Wilson's, or no, uh, whoever the character is, I don't think Owen Wilson said it, but whoever the character was, yeah, yeah, some of us... Yeah. Some of us like to use them for paperweights or whatever. So we, we have a good laugh at that, but then it had to occur. To, it has to occur to any Marvel fan that basically, so what you're saying is those 30 movies that we all watch together really don't amount to anything. Yeah. None of it means anything. It's all predetermined and none of it matters. That's what they're telling right. you. Yes. Nothing matters. And that's what I'm worried the next James Bond movie is going to be, by the way. I'm worried that they're going to be like, yeah, we just throw it the 007 left and right. Whoever wants it can have it. You know, like it doesn't really matter. Nothing you matters know? anymore. That's the name of the yeah, book. That's right. Bond, nah. nothing matters. Let's just throw it all out. Let's throw it all out. You know, the force doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter no, it's all good. <laughs> that's like the Ryan Johnson method of, of yeah. uh, coming up with a storyline. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of that going on here too. So it'll be interesting to sort of see how far they take that as well. And it's interesting that they, there's no explanation at all as to how they travel to through time. They just can like, there's just no, we're not even going to get into that time travel because they, they tried to a little bit in, in, in Endgame where it's like Tony Hawk, uh, Tony Hawk, Tony Stark is playing with his computer and all of a sudden <laughs> it makes that Mobius strip on a hologram. And he's like, I did it. And I'm like, what did he do? He solved time travel somehow. Um, we're not worried about that. It's just a, it's just a portal that opens up. They step out of the portal. They step into the portal. That's it. Speaking of Mobius, that's Owen Wilson's name is Mobius. Uh, he's a agent or he's a, I don't know what you want to call him, but he's a work, government employee. Basically it feels like a government employee. And he is uh, convinced that using this version of Loki will help them catch another version of Loki because he is not the first Loki variant they've had over the years. They've had many Loki variants because Loki is a trickster and he, you know, does things that he's not supposed to do. So, um, so that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of where they're at. So he thinks that using this version will help them catch the other version, which is where they go. Now, a couple of interesting ideas. I do like the idea of uh, when he comes in, he says he's hiding in the, disasters like he's like so so loki reads about he as in that scene where he's going through all the paperwork and he's got to like read through all these files he sees ragnarok he finds out about ragnarok and it didn't occur to me in that scene as i'm watching it that this is the first time he's finding out about it because he didn't experience it you know the, right. like the other version did so this and is his how own he, death yeah his own and death, his, yeah, and, the yeah. death of it and the destruction of his home like that's what it is right, right. <clears throat> and then um and then he figures out you know we can go there and hide there they go to basically a Walmart in the in the future uh, where there's a storm and basically it's all going to get wiped out. So that's where this this other Loki has been hiding out in these in these just before the, uh, these disasters kind of thing, which is very interesting. Yeah, I like that. I like that um, that plot device as well. 
I thought in the second episode, there was one thing that I expected to happen that didn't. And are you telling me you're going to go to a medieval fair in the 1980s and not see men without hats? <laughs> not hear the safety dance? <laughs> Come on. I was like, not hold, it should not be holding out for a hero. It should be the safety dance. And oh, I yes. thought for just a fleeting moment, for a fleeting moment, I thought uh, Canada's own Ivan, the lead singer of Men Without Hats, might actually make an appearance at the medieval fair. I thought, wouldn't that be incredible? But it didn't happen. Missed opportunity but, uh, for sure. The, but what this time travel thing allows them to do, particularly on the Disney Plus shows, is to have lots of fun. So I'm hoping that what we're going to see moving forward is that. Like, I love the D.B. Cooper. We find out that Loki oh, is D.B. Cooper. That was great. That was really first good. Episode. Yes, yes, yes. That was right. Great. More of that. More of that. I, like, I that stuff is is all great stuff. And and uh, the potential to, to insert Loki into world events throughout time, uh, I just think it's great. If they, if they find clever... And, uh, you know, ways to do that, that we don't see coming a mile away and that haven't been in the trailer. You know, I think, I think that could bring a lot of fun to this show. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what they do with that. I just saw a documentary about DB Cooper, like a couple months ago. It's really good. It's a very interesting story. If you're not familiar, you should definitely give that a watch, but, uh, that was, that was fun. I kind of want to see more of the years in which, yeah, those years in which Loki and Thor, are screwing around with Midgard. Like they're just kind of going there and like, you hear about it a lot. They talk about it. Um, the, the, the shenanigans they used to get into when they were younger. And I, yeah, I would like to see that. I would like to see that, you know, more flashbacks, maybe some, some information about Loki as a boy and, and them growing up a little bit more because we haven't really had a lot of that yet either. So I will like Thor that. be making an appearance. No, will, will so. we have like in every single one of these Disney plus shows, there has been rumors of huge cameos that have not come to pass. <laughs> okay. Hemsworth, so, Hemsworth um, does not I don't do know, like, TV. Oh no, well, Hem, no, Hemsworth does not do series. That's what I would say. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Everybody has their price. <laughs> Everybody has their price. Have you seen him lately? So, no. He's jacked up. Like Chris Hemsworth, he's playing Hulk Hogan in the movie coming up. So he's like huge. He's just jacked up. Um, and really? of course he's also, yeah. And he's also filming the, uh, the next Thor movie, love and thunder is filming right now as well. So he's working on that, but yeah, he's pretty big right now. If they're filming the next Thor movie, then, you know, they're, it's, it's, uh, they're probably in the same studio shooting, <laughs> shooting crap. So maybe, maybe we could get a, so we could get a Thor on over to the I, next, I just uh, think it'd thing. be nice. It would be, yes, it would be, because, but like, I, I'm not holding on yeah. hope because I'm not holding on for a hero because I think, um, I don't think they'll do it because they haven't yet. It's always been some kind of like, like the like the vision, like the white vision, some kind of fake big thing, right? That that right. wasn't really that big. It was like oh whatever, but they they made yeah. it out to be this huge thing, right? So that's kind of what that is. So uh, it's interesting you mentioned that song, um, the hero song, because that actor who plays that soldier in that scene that when she beats them all up at the beginning of episode two, great yeah. scene by the way. Uh, although I will say we're get, I'm getting a little bit tired of the fight scene set to a hit pop song. Like that's been done a million times. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's just like, think about like even Umbrella Academy. They did a better job in Umbrella Umbrella Academy with um, what was it again? Shadowy Man. Was it Shadowy Man or was it uh, was the other band? I keep forgetting. Istanbul, not Constantinople. I don't remember. Oh, oh, they might be giants. Yeah, they might be giants. That was the one. That was a that was a really good scene. But yeah. it's it's happening a bit too much. Um anyway, that actor is in um in Euphoria. Is it Euphoria or Utopia? I don't remember the name of the show. It's on uh Prime. Euphoria. Not Euphoria. Sorry, Euphoria is with the girl from huh. Euphoria is the Zendaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Spider-Man girl. No, this is a different yeah, yeah. one. It's called Utopia. Utopia. <laughs> Got it. it yeah, sound, I know that one too. Yeah. Anyway, she's yeah. from Utopia. She's they sound alike. Kidnapped by this other Loki, and we're going to see more of her in this, which is great. Now, the big reveal, of course, in the second episode, spoilers if you haven't seen it yet, but come on, uh, was that this Loki that they're chasing, this other version of Loki, is dun, 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 a female. Did you see that coming? Well, they said that there's a big pile of variants of Loki variants running around, right? They made a big, so they made a big deal out of like, him. And, oh, here's a demon one. And here's this one. Like, there's all like, here's one, like the, yeah. I don't know, baseball player. I don't remember what, what they were. But there was like one holding a trophy or something, right? Remember that one? <laughs> they were, yeah. in, when they were kind of scrolling yeah. through there's them. There's all different kinds. So, yeah, to, yeah, to have this one up. be a female yeah. was not a surprise to me. I kind of saw that coming. 
Um, and uh, so that was the big reveal in the in the second episode that this is like it's not him. I knew they weren't going to do like another Tom Hiddleston playing an evil version of himself. I think that's just a little bit too. It's been done way too many times, and I don't think t- they can pay Tom Hiddleston enough for that. Yeah. So <laughs> this is what they get. Uh, is uh, is uh, I don't I don't know who that actress is. I don't know anything about them or who's who, who, no. why it's a woman or why it's a different person. How that works. So well, I guess we'll find out. We just know there's lots of variants running around, and you just reminded me actually, Dan, when you were talking about holding out for a hero. Uh, that's Bonnie Tyler. Was that song not? I'm pretty sure it was the um, the Footloose song when they're racing combines. Yes, yes. Well, that's what that's. Yeah, originally Is that, that was. Yep. When when you said I'm sick of seeing like these sequences set to that music, I think the history of that song is that. Nope, it's, like, it's, it's not. Every, it's not the same. It's like it's. St- if you're traveling through time and you start with Footloose, I wonder how many times that song has been used. In the background of an action scene, well, like, well, if, I, don't I, would, know. I would not describe probably a lot. Isn't that where he's teaching his friend how to dance? Is that that scene, or is that a different? Oh, scene? I, th- it's the combine race. I think. I think oh, when they're racing yes. combines. Oh yes, right, right, with combines. Yes, and that's not when he's teaching. <laughs> they're playing chicken. Um, Sean Penn's brother how to dance. That's right. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen Loose. Okay, oh. <laughs> go ahead. Something else. One other thing that that uh, that I thought of this week, and that is, there's two new things on streaming this week: Loki and then Lupin, spe- spelled Lupin on uh, on Netflix. Yeah. And bo- both shows are with um, guys with two syllable names starting with L, who are both kind of tricksters and and um, lovable criminals. And as Owen Wilson calls Loki, a scamp. You're you're a little scamp, aren't you? And uh, both shows actually um, are make lovely companion pieces, I think, okay. like as if you like that kind of character. And I happened to stream both of them in a row, which really made me which made me consider it. And, and uh, the guy in Lupin, whose name I'm sorry, I don't know, but he's a French actor who now lives in the U.S. And he's fantastic. He's so good. And I can't help but think it, think that that, guy, that dude would be incredible in the Marvel Universe. I think he'd be great. Or okay. or maybe even as James Bond. Okay, like this guy, this guy is great. But so is Loki. So uh, it would be nice to see those two actors in the same thing. Well, I mean, people they're, have floated, so much fun. People have floated Tom Hiddleston to and like they they think he could be a, a pretty good bond and i agree that, that would that would be good oh um so where do you think this show is going like what is the what is the thrust of this and how is it going to affect the larger mcu well you can't keep loki in the office space much longer you can and uh owen wilson at some point is going to have to decide that pushing a pen isn't for him either there's got there's going to be something <laughs> that we there's a bunch of loki variants out there probably like if it follows the video game format they're gonna they're gonna like have a boss they're gonna have to find a boss every week which might be maybe maybe that's what they're gonna do with it um i hope we there's more time travel fun i hope we see some more world events in which uh loki plays a role and um, i hope they don't kill kill owen wilson to teach loki a lesson (laughs) that's my hope which I think is it's going to be tempting for them to do it. So we'll see what happens. But that's that's sort of what I'm thinking at this point. How about yeah. you? Well, yeah, there's could be, especially since they've now kind of started this premise of them, of the person hiding in um, disasters. So there's an opportunity for them to visit all these you know, disasters. That, I mean, they went to Pompeii. That was kind of a fun scene, actually. They're sitting there in Pompeii just minutes before yeah. Vesuvius erupts, and and Loki's like, "You're all gonna die. You're all. It doesn't matter. You're all." Gonna, and it's and there was no whatever they call it, nexus events or whatever the hell they're calling it, the disturbances in the force. Um, so that was cool, a cool idea. So yeah, we could see. I mean, I hope they don't go to like nine eleven or anything like that. You, but they can't. <laughs> They, they wouldn't do that. Soon. Too soon. It's too soon. That's where years. too soon comes from. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so they're, they're not going there. But and I even thought Pompeii. I went to the Pompeii exhibit where you see like encased human beings in, in, uh, in lava and stuff. And so even seeing that, I was like, oh, man, like this is a tough sell. Too soon, Pompeii? <laughs> Come on, man. Well, well, when you've been to the museum exhibit, you're like, even that, when you're standing there, you're like, I'm not 100% sure that I should be, like, if this was me encased in lava, how would I feel about <laughs> that being carted around? Yeah, carted around town for everybody to buy a ticket and go take a look at. 
you know? Well, I don't know how they, I feel about that. The other ways they could go is they could just continue to make future disasters like that one in the last episode where it doesn't really matter. We don't really know anything about it. So, and, But I felt that there wasn't really much... Like, it was cool. The setting was cool. But after we got in there and we realized that, you know, they're, they're not an actual any danger from this storm, then it becomes irrelevant. You know, you don't really care about it. Like, I was more interested in uh, this this person's ability to jump from, like, this person can, can this other Loki can take over bodies, I guess, and possess people and, and that kind of thing, which is an interesting talent. They're actually acknowledging the fact that Loki has powers. And he actually kind of explains it in depth which is interesting what he does as far as him changing his appearance and making his holographic selves or whatever so that was interesting they're kind of explaining a little bit more about what he can do yeah it's, it's so hard to know like as I, as I say in the last episode I was uh, I was torn back and forth between uh, you know can we get let's get a move on here and see something happen and um, and uh, also just kind of enjoying the banter uh, so somewhere in the middle but you're right that there is it, it lowers the stakes if you know that the thing that's going to happen can't be stopped. And maybe that's what Loki will learn, mm-hmm. that, in fact, the, the thing can be stopped that they go visit. Well, you know, Loki, maybe I it think- can be. Loki is searching for purpose, right? Like he's burdened with glorious yeah. purpose in the in the uh, in the movie in the Avengers when we have him. But then he, that, that purpose is taken away. Um, yeah. from him and and that's something that's it, it's interesting because actually I rewatched the first Thor movie the other day um, just kind of refresh myself and it's interesting because I think that that's that's intended I think Disney wants us every one of these series prompts us to watch rewatch some of the other MCU movies right the uh, right vision and uh, WandaVision got me to rewatch uh, Ultron and a couple, whatever was around wanted vision and then Captain American Winter Soldier got me to watch rewatch those movies and this is getting me to rewatch I think I'm going to Thor, Thor 2, and probably the Avengers, because those are the ones that are really Loki-heavy. Um, even though in Thor 2, that's not really the same character of Loki that we have here. So um, I just think it's interesting how kind of that character is, is developing independently. Like it's, a, it's almost like a different character. He's not the same person that we see in Ragnarok, for example. So I watched, right. anyway, as I'm, I'm watching um, Thor the other day, and first of all, it, it's like nothing. His performance is nothing. In that movie, he barely says a word, <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. It's the first yeah. time he's playing the part. And by the way, it's been 10 years since that movie came out, 2011. Um, and he's very quiet and, and you know, just kind of off to the side. And he doesn't really come into his own, I think, until the Avengers, in which he's the villain and gets to be really a, a villain. But in that movie, in that first Thor movie, he is also, you know, looking for purpose. He is also, he, he discovers the truth about his, his heritage, about him being an ice giant or whatever the hell he is so that's that's true to the character and i think that's going to continue through this he's got to find his purpose is his purpose working for the tva i don't think so i don't think he's meant to be a pencil pushing he's not meant to be another uh, owen wilson in this, in this situation but i don't know maybe they're in the, maybe it's going to turn into kind of a buddy cop thing and they'll be best friends and i think they're developing a friendship i think that's what we're seeing here in the show right yeah, the imp- and your question about the impact on the rest of the Marvel Universe, one of the things we don't know about any of these shows on Disney Plus is, is there any impact on the rest of the Mar- Marvel Universe? Or are these all just little asides that are just showing, a, just giving us a, 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 some storytelling within that world? We don't know. We have no idea. If, I, like Because it's one continuous story, one would imagine... It has an impact, but not necessarily. I mean, if the uh, you know, if we're doing another Spider-Man movie, why does that have to do with anything that we've already seen? Well, especially because the, the Disney Plus the Spider-Man movie coming up is supposed to have to do with multiple dimensions or something. And there's Doctor Strange, yeah. Multiverse of Madness. So we're going to get heavy into these alternate dimensions and alternate versions of things coming up, which is going to get confusing, I think. So I'm not I really know, looking forward to that. I mean, they're all canon. It's all canon, right? So I don't think they can, they're not going to like go, it's like what, when Pablo's explaining things as far as like telling stories in the Star Wars universe, he's like, if no that story before then it's open then somebody can tell that story and it's the same thing here so in the mcu someone is keep they've got, they probably got a pablo to keep track of all the stuff and as long as somebody doesn't contradict anything else that happens they can do what they want but i don't think it's going to mean that you know loki's going to be the main character of the next marvel movie or whatever happens in the series is going to be the the main story of the next marvel movie i don't think that's what's going to happen here i think that whatever the world is at the end of the series is going to be the world in which that next marvel movie takes place and that's it that's the only because what we're learning here and we're getting into the eternals and all these other you know fringe uh titles for marvel 
and it's it's really going to become more spread out and it's not going to matter as much as far as like the, how how these things relate to each other i think that's basically well, getting i think uh, marvel because they did that the first time that's the expectation this yeah. time that it's all going to lead somewhere but you're right i think all of the multiverse stuff it's confusing to casual fans and and let's face it I've seen every one of these Marvel movies. Well, maybe one or two I missed along the way, but I've seen most of them. And um, even I forgot, you know, I've forgotten probably, uh, well, I don't know, 60% of <laughs> what I've seen in those films. So when I see callbacks to stuff, I'm always asking myself, hey, did I see this or is this something new? Like, are we are we learning something new or is this a flashback <laughs> to something I've already seen? It's hard enough. So, uh, so with a mul- these multiverses, you're right. I just don't know. I don't know how you how uh, fans uh, feel about keeping it straight. And I think a lot of people felt like I feel good now that the this storytelling is over. I'm good. <laughs> like, how many people are like that? Probably yeah. there's probably a fair number of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's interesting how the speculation has has ramped up again this time. It didn't really happen so much for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but it, it did for, of course, for WandaVision because that was the first series. But also for this one, like I'm already hearing Mephisto again uh, in the in the in the stuff. I'm like, come on, guys, just everybody wants them to bring in Mephisto, but I don't think that's going to happen in this case. It's because there was a reference to a devil. Anytime you see any kind of devil looking character. In the marvel universe people think it's mephisto but i think that means loki because loki's got horns right like why right. wouldn't that be loki i don't know anyway um so there's that uh i'm not really paying attention to any of that stuff but i, I all my favorite tiktokers are going crazy and they've got episode two reaction so that's a huge thing happening right now on social media um but i'm just happy to watch it and and, and enjoy the story and that's pretty much what it is and it's doing well on Wednesdays, I'm yeah, told. Yeah, Wednesday, and, it's nice. yeah. Wednesdays is nice. I like the Wednesday thing. I'm like, I forget. I forget. I'm like, oh, it's shit. It's Wednesday. I can watch Loki. You know, it's a nice little yeah. surprise. But that probably <laughs> means, so this is Disney Plus testing other days of the week. And I don't think Disney releases streaming numbers or anything like that. Yeah. But I've read that it's like the biggest streaming ever. And I don't, I'm not sure where people are getting that data. I think it's from the outside apps, to tell you the truth. Yeah, there's... The there's they have ways of measuring the conversation online. So when people talk about something, they can, they can, they kind of take that as a metric of how popular it is, which is accurate, I think. So that's part of the way they measure that. And well, I know Nielsen also does uh, data based on mobile devices. Okay. So it, so they get a snapshot and then they try to extrapolate how many people watch watch something on streaming. But but there's a whole bunch of stuff they leave out yeah. of that measurement. So I, I don't really, yeah, I don't know how much you can trust that. And I don't know where the numbers came from, but I definitely read this, this week that uh, it set a record. Now, I don't know if Disney just released, it set a record and like left it to the imagination. What record was that? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I, and I was looking for it before we did this podcast. And I, as usual, it's like a lot of clickbait and not necessarily a lot of... <laughs> a lot of fact-based information but there's a there's a lot of headlines that say it's popular and it means that disney plus is going to do more things on other days of the week i think of course it's going to do other things on other days of the week why wouldn't it that would that would set it apart yeah and i i thought netflix was going to do this for sure when netflix started getting yeah. into the, like the talk show genre with the david letterman and the chelsea handler show and that kind of stuff i thought they were going to go for like a monday through friday kind of schedule where they would release a different show every day and i still think they could do that and that would be a good thing it would kind of be nostalgic for a lot of people i think to evoke yeah. that you know a thing of watching a certain show on a certain certain day so yeah i mean it's it's fine i'm not i'm not opposed to it when it comes to any advertising platform like regular tv regular movies anywhere where you actually are selling advertising alongside that media uh it's interesting how they want you to know how many people are watching it they, they tell you the number of people millions and millions of people are watching this yet for something like a paid service like disney plus they're not going to tell you anything because they've already got your money <laughs> advertising does not factor into this at all so we don't need to know how many people actually stream loki um and i wish i wish i mean i just want to know how it compares to regular tv is basically what i'm trying to say right anything else we should say about loki before we wrap up uh, no, I will keep watching it. And, you know, we always say we're going to take a vacation every summer and then we usually don't. That we, oh, okay, <laughs> we, well, here's, so yeah, so well, maybe we will talk more about this uh, as we move forward. Maybe, at the very least, the finale, we should probably. Yeah, I think, I, and I'm, again, we, and we were so surprised last week to, to learn that Batch is going 16 episodes. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think this is going to be 16 episodes. It's probably going to be no. nine, or t- nine or 10 like the other ones. Or even, I mean, the Falcon Winter Soldier was only six. I think it'll be yeah. more than six. But, um. 
but yeah, it'll, obviously we'll, we'll touch back on it when we come back. Now, here's what I want to do over the summer. Obviously, we're going to take a break. We're not going to record every week, but I would like to try to, once things open up, try and find a time to go for a lunch and have a lunch episode where we can go and eat and, and you know, maybe ask Chris to come and join us, go to the round table, oh, yeah. or not the round table, sorry, uh, on Brazen Hall and and, uh, and do our old uh, podcast, uh, remote podcast thing that we used to do every summer, right? It'd be nice to go do that again. My second dose has to be Pfizer or, or whatever. I guess it could be Moderna. I don't know. So, and I've got a Pfizer appointment soon. And now it looks like there's going to be a shortage of Pfizer. I, I moved mine. I changed my, Did I you? had Pfizer and I changed it to Moderna and I got it next Tuesday. So I really, like, I went from like July 9th to June 22nd for my second appointment. I just called up the number. I canceled it online. I rescheduled it because the Moderna came in anyway, whatever. So See, I'm, I, I'm feeling despondent. Like no, this can't happen till you'll August. Get you'll get the, you'll get the Pfizer. Oh. Here, I can say this. I know someone who is who's doing communications in this space in our province in the COVID space, and this person tells me that they expect everybody to be fully vaccinated uh, at, by Labor Day, so September, long weekend. Oh, that's okay. I think that's a that's it's going to happen before that. It's going to happen before that. You think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel I'm despondent. Open, <laughs> don't feel despondent. Okay, here's my prediction. We're going to get into a restaurant in August at some point. You and I are going to sit down and, and record a podcast. You think so? Maybe with Chris Shipman and get some other people. I think so. Yeah. So I think we'll be able to do that, even if it's on a patio. That's true. We could have done a patio last year, as a matter we could have, of fact. Yeah, we just but... we just didn't because <laughs> I was really yeah. despondent last year. <laughs> I was not feeling good. Yeah. Well, it's, a, better it's, it's, it's it's this carrot dangling. It's like, hey, we're almost there. We're yeah. almost there. And then it'll like you're you're reaching for the carrot and you never get it. So, <laughs> you just keep galloping. So we'll see. So so follow us on social media to keep updated on what's going to happen. Um, we're also going to at some point watch the rise of Skywalker for Star Wars nerds, and we'll have that post yeah. probably closer to the end of the summer. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, that's going to be it. It's going to be a good summer. So I, I and we'll we'll come back. Actually, we'll, we'll you know we'll do our episode. We come back and we talk about all the things we watched over the summer vacation, right? What we did over our summer vacation. So we'll talk. Yeah, about that's that always good. Yeah. Are we going to end with a recommendation? Or? Of course. This week, I have to recommend. Uh, since we're talking about Loki and Thor and all these other things, there's another show that is very similar called uh, Ragnarok. Have you seen Ragnarok? I've only seen previews on uh, on the stream on Netflix, right? Is it Netflix? Oh, okay, well, this is yes, it's a it's a Norwegian show, Norway, yeah. and so this is the source. This is going to the source of these Norse mythology stories, and it's basically what if Thor happened in real life? So it's kind of like if Dawson's Creek met Thor Ragnarok. Is kind of what it is in Norwegian, um, which is a beautiful language, by the way. I love listening to it. Like I'll watch. I never. I won't do the 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 dubs. I always do the subtitles because the mute the. The uh, the language is like music to my ears. So anyway, this is a basically it's a story about a young young man, young teenage boy named um, Magna, who him and his brother and his mom moved to this new town in in Norway. And apparently, this town is the last place where Christianity took over. So when they they put, did away with all the old Norse mythology and they started believing in Christianity, this is where it happened. So the, they say this is where Ragnarok happened. This is where Norse mythology died premise of this is that he gets there and he is Thor he starts to get powers he starts to feel things and uh it's just this really cool kind of telling there's these um the giants they call them giants but they're not they just look like regular people but they're the bad guys and they live in the town and they run the town and they're they're evil and you know but they're, but they're also like normal people who just like normal things like they've been living in this town for hundreds of years and they don't they, they're not in it to kill anybody they just want to be rich and powerful so it's kind of interesting that way and then the guy who plays his brother is amazing talking about loki like they haven't actually revealed him as loki yet in the show but clearly he is low oh, no well they kind of have but clearly he is meant to be loki and he is a very like it's a completely different take on the character than what Tom Hiddleston does, but also very, very good. Um, the only downside about Ragnarok is that it's over very quickly. There's only seven episodes per season and two seasons. So you'll get through it in a weekend and then you'll, it'll, it'll leave you wanting more. Cause it's really, really wow. good. Like I was shocked. I, I don't always get into these. It's, it's sometimes the subtitles can take me out of it for these, for these series, like a movie. I can, I can watch a movie with subtitles, no problem, but when it's a longer series, then it kind of gets a bit, much but i don't even notice it with this one and it's just a great like i was so into it i couldn't wait to uh to watch the next episode so check out ragnarok on netflix it's excellent i will definitely do that that's great and i've definitely seen people talking about it on twitter as well so 
Yeah, um, the, something I definitely have to get around to. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to recommend um, something on Amazon Prime in Canada. I don't know uh, if it's on in the U.S. Um, I watched a show, a Brazilian show called Dom, D-O-M, Dom, a person's name. And um, the, sh the uh, show is in, and speaking of subtitles, I checked to see what, what language is this? There's a lot of French in there. I was like, what is this? Um, Portuguese in brackets, Brazil, Brazilian dialect of Portuguese. I was like, okay, that's a new one for me. Uh, in English subtitles. And you can get it dubbed in English, but I tried that. No, no, it's no good. You got to watch it's it. It's not good. It's never no, good. It's not. It's very, it's very poorly dubbed, I will say. But yeah. um, it's a, it's a based on a book and it is, and it sounds like a cliche, but it's not. It's really good. And it's based on a true story. And it's a, a guy who has become a cop in Brazil, but nobody really knows he's a cop. He's kept it secret for years and years and years and years. And his son is involved in the drug in the drug scene in Brazil, and it's a it's about the dichotomy, and and it sounds like a cliche, as I said, of of like the the cop whose son is involved with drugs, but the way and and it really takes you through a process of like of of uh, how difficult it is when you when someone in your family has a drug addiction, how difficult and how time consuming and money consuming. The process is to try to help them. So the show, the show is about this family and about um, and about the drug scenes, uh, the drug the drug scene in Brazil, which is very depressing. Um, but the show itself is not depressing because it is so well told. And there's a story going on in the past. There's a story going on in the present. It's so well put together. It's clearly an expensive show that they pumped full of full of money because it's so well done. Um, and uh, I, the, the way I discovered it was I read about it. I think the Globe and Mail had a positive review for it this week. And it is, it's well worth watching. I think it's 10 episodes long. And the, and the episodes are about 50 minutes each. So um, a very positive review for Dom on Amazon Prime. Is Dom the dad or the son? It's the son's nickname. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's made so well that the folks involved have had to been involved in some in motion pictures or uh or in tv before like uh, like i was very impressed with just the degree that the the cinematography like in every scene i was kind of like man they had to they had to they had to wait around to get the sun this the sun just right or they had to wait around to get this shot just right so uh there's there, it's 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 you have to like just appreciate the craftsmanship behind this behind this show i'll check it out um, for sure. and, and as i say it sounds like a cliche but every show that sounds like a cliche it's all in how it's done and uh this one's done really well cool well, i'll definitely check that out we'll leave it there uh okay that's gonna do it for this episode of the media nerds i'm dan vadabonker i'm kenton larson don't let the door hit you on the ass <laughs>